Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. We're here tonight to discuss the Marvel Cinematic Universe, specifically Episode 6 and 7 of this Season 2 of Agent Carter. I'm trying to remember the names. Oh. It's rough. I know the second one was... the ball. Whatever. The second one was Monsters. <laughs> oh, man. Don't, episode 7 was Monsters, and I don't remember the episode... It was... Did you get it? Did your brain click? It did for a second, but then I lost oh, it again. Oh, dropping the ball. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. And we got to hit some news first. We what do you got in the news, news over there, Jeffrey? Did you hear this week that Daredevil trailer... Yeah, the Daredevil Season 2 trailer dropped. Not only did I hear, but I watched it. You witnessed it? I witnessed it firsthand. Man, that was two days ago, and I'm still excited. Yeah, that was awesome. And in eight days, we're going to get another trailer. That really? we're assuming is going to be Electra-specific. Yeah, I was, was going to say. Based, okay, so anyone who hasn't seen the trailer yet, we're, we're going to discuss it a little bit. Uh, so if you don't want to know anything about season two, feel free to leave. But this one was incredibly Punisher-centric. Oh, yeah. It oh, was yeah. just basically a Punisher trailer. <laughs> and, and I mean, I, I could have seen this being a trailer for season one of Punisher. Like, it, it was very Punisher-centric. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and it's it's he he says, I forget the line he says, but he says something about he's he's here because basically it seems like he's been inspired by Daredevil's actions, except he thinks Daredevil isn't going far enough. Yeah. He, so he's dropping he says, bodies. I think you're a half measure. Oh, I think you're a half measure. That's so good. Yeah. That reminded me of two AMC shows. Uh, At the same time? Yes. All right. Breaking Bad has an episode called Half Measures, and then a few episodes later, one called Full Measures. Ah. And it's about the same thing. It's like you're not going far enough to... to you're not you're not being brutal enough to fulfill your goal. It also, of course, reminds me of Walking Dead, where, oh, yeah. where Shane is making the exact same argument to Rick. Um, who is now being played by John Bernthal in this as well. So he's perfect fit. If they're going for the, like a Shane-esque character, who better? Yeah, I mean... Than Shane. <laughs> I mean, it was his thing. I, f- I feel like he might be a little tight cast having like almost the same conversation. <laughs> like, goodness. But I mean, he does it well. He does it well. I'm he so- does pull it off. And, oh man. Just the... The fight scenes that we see in the trailer are just—there's another hallway scene, mm-hmm. which I'm—I'm I'm betting they're not gonna like use that as a trope. But Daredevil in hallways has always proven to be awesome. Yeah, for sure. And like he's got—we saw at one point there was a, a chain that he was using as a weapon, which. I'm excited about because that puts us closer to the baton that he had in the comic book. Right. If he includes his baton with that. But um, other than like the Daredevil fighting Punisher and like just the two of them going at it in the most brutal fashion, right at the end, there was a bit of uh, a bit of Electra and yeah. she spoke saying, hello, Matthew. Mm-hmm. And then it was like new trailer or like next trailer coming out. Yeah. February 25th. That's great. You know what this makes me realize? I, I, we, we talked a couple weeks ago about how John Bernthal came out saying his Punisher is n- not likable. They, they put no... Yeah. They put no... Completely uh, unapologetic. Yeah, completely unapologetic. He's not going... He's not going to win any uh, miscongeniality contests. Yep. Um, and and, and th- I said... I, at the time, I wasn't worried, but what makes me even more secure in how much I'm going to like Punisher, when he's talking about these full measures, half measures, they had me at certain points in season one on board with the fact that Kingpin was doing the right thing. Yeah. Like, he was doing real bad things, but he, as I said, as I said when we were doing our review, he's the one that took out the Russian mafia. Like, yeah. <laughs> all that work Daredevil did in one foul swoop, like, Fisk did the job. Because he was willing to go all the way. And so, like, I think we're going to get some of that in this season, too, where we're really questioning who is right here. Who's, like, because I think I think we're going to see repercussions of Matt not going far enough. 
Like possibly he doesn't doesn't obviously he doesn't kill. So maybe someone comes back from season one who he took out well, and yeah. does something awful to someone. He did. Um, Frank Castle, uh, the Punisher, did say in the trailer, like you hit people, they get back up. I hit people, they, they stay, stay down. down. Yeah. I think we're gonna Ugh. see Matt wrestle with that because and and us as viewers are gonna have to wrestle with that. I think we're gonna see repercussions and, and I don't know. I just don't even know. I like even from a um like completely meta perspective. I don't know who I agree with. <laughs> like if they're bad enough men, and you can prove they're bad <laughs> enough men, maybe the Punisher is what's called for. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <sighs> it's hard to say. And then we're gonna have Electra. Who is just a complete wild can or uh, loose cannon, wild wild card? I guess is right. the term. <clears throat> just completely out there and and different from everybody in that sense. So can't forget about her. Oh yeah, hooray! Well, I just uh, I guess we'll have a lot to talk about next week with with that because I'm sure the trailer will reveal more about her. Oh yeah, it comes out next Thursday. Oh, we'll miss it by a day. We should probably hold off on our cast next week. Yeah, we could cast on Thursday next week. Let's cast on Thursday next week instead. That sounds good. We want to make sure to talk about the most important material for everyone. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say that, though. I love Agent Carter. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I missed that I... Was down you're on it a little bit. Downing Agent Carter Without, hard. I didn't even mean to down Agent yeah, Carter. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, we need I'm just so much more. I'd like to talk about the things that we actually care about, not this shit. <laughs> no, that's not what I said. That's kind of what you said. That's not what I said. What an asshole. You right, people. implied it from my words because All right, let's that's move, what you think. Let's move on to the next you're story. Projecting on let's let me. everyone write in and say how big of an asshole Jeff is. You're projecting onto me and I don't appreciate it. You just it. don't like women. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> oh, I did want to say that I'm, I'm glad that Rosario Dawson is going to be back. She's in the trailer. Oh, oh, was she? Yeah. I, I missed her. She's the person that said this city needs him. I missed that too. They were in. A I hospital. only watched the trailer once. It was a few days ago. You should watch it again, like right now. Um, all right, hold on, everyone. We'll be right back. Damn, that is a good trailer. Right. <laughs> oh, oh my, my god. Goodness. And the. Uh, the the gothic choir in the background the whole time just gives it so much oh, more ominous feeling. Yeah, it, it, this one looks so so big in scope, and um, there were a few fights there with him in his suit. I like his suit so much better this season. Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't look as um, goofy. Goofy, yeah, it looked yeah. goofy. It looked goofy last season. Um, I think they they went with like a darker red. It looks like uh, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, they just they cleaned up the the stylization on the helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Less of a helmet, it's more of a mask at one, this point. One line I loved, and I feel like <laughs> it's, it was done in well in the Dark Knight, but uh, the Joker always uh, it w- always wants Batman to give in. Yeah, and be him and kill. And uh, when the when the Punisher says in the trailer, uh, "You're one bad day from being me," like that's what the Joker kind of. That's always the Joker Batman dynamic that yep. I love. And so I was like, "Oh, they're going for that kind of." There's that kind of <laughs> telling that story, which is kind of neat. Um, mm, man, that looks great. That oh, looks totally great. <laughs> let's uh, let's let March whatever get here. March what? Eighteenth. March eighteenth. One month away. I think one month away. Yeah, and I 18th. already know I'm booked out of town. Seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth. Oh, awesome! <laughs> come on, <laughs> really? We'll we'll figure something out. Where are you going? Uh, I'm playing in Montgomery that whole weekend. Oh. I got three shows in Montgomery. Jeez, I know I'm the worst. La- you are. Last, last year, we always try to as soon as things, as things drop, get the first episode up immediately. And every time they drop a Netflix series, I'm booked out of town. We don't. We can't do it in the morning. We can't do it. In the, whatever. Anyway, so that's a bummer. We'll 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 see. We'll see. No, I'm taking days off, and I'm coming too. <laughs> We're gonna get this done. Yeah, come with me. It'll be great. Charles talked about uh, next time you go to Atlanta, if I had free time, like on a weekend or something, that I should go with you and we could all just bro out. Yeah, do a big, uh, yeah, just hang and do a big cast or something. Be fun. Always about work with you. Yeah, always <laughs> gotta do it for the cast, man. For the cast. What else we got in the news? In the news realm, there is uh, there's there's a bit of um, God. What am I trying to say? 
There's been Guardians of the Galaxy news that's, uh, that's come out today. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Twitter page posted a picture on their feed, or on their, um, they tweeted a picture that is the team back together, but the tallest member is Drax this time. That's right. Because Groot is still growing back, and he's little, and he's standing on Gra- on Drax's shoulder. I like that. I like that Great. a lot. I think I just assumed that when we when we got to Guardians of the Galaxy two, Groot would be full grown. Yeah, I just assumed that. Yeah, I did not think that they would leave him small. Uh, so, you know, he seemed to have, have already grown a little bit in the in the, by the end of the credits or whatever. And I was just like, oh, surely he'll just be back to normal. But no, they're going for like a. I, what I like about that is, you know, we talk about. Death not meaning anything. Yeah, and that was that's one of the examples is Groot shatters and then he's just back at the end after the credits. Yeah, uh, I kind of like that they're letting it have some consequences. Yeah, maybe, like maybe he, it he's takes not him as powerful anymore because yeah. he's smaller. Of course, we've seen Ant Man. You know how powerful something small can be. Yeah, but Groot wasn't condensed. True, but they could like I think it'd be neat if they use him differently yeah. because of his because he's a small character. Yeah, now. now he's the smallest character, so he's gonna like infiltrate things. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> I don't know if they'll do that long or if they'll do that the whole movie. Maybe he'll grow by the end of the movie, but yeah, I think so. That's exciting. That's that's real cool. I'm really excited for that. Speaking of that movie, speaking of that movie, I'm working hard on my on my Star Lord weight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lost twenty pounds this month. Oh wow! I haven't had any sugar or carbs in, uh, or, or any 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 complex carbs. Okay. I should say I've had vegetables and beans, like a lot of vegetables, uh, but no carbs for eighteen days now. I've lost twenty pounds. Feeling good. Nice. Congratulations. Those, those noises are me punching. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, that makes more sense now. You're looking at me. You knew that. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was yeah. looking at you. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited. Be getting down to that Star-Lord weight. Woo! Let's do it. I think next week I'm going to start lifting again. Yeah. My, uh, my oh, hand, yeah, your hands. My hand was broken, uh, yeah. and I think it's healed to the point to where I can pick up a bar now. And it's been killing me not, yeah. not uh, lifting. I know you got real into it. I still am. Yeah. Um, I cool. mean, when you lift as much as I do, you know, you just, you want to do it all the time. <laughs> That's all it is, you know, right. just showing off. Yeah, you got so it. anyway, <laughs> uh, today with the, uh, with the announcement, uh, or with the, the display of that picture and the announcement that they've started filming in, uh, in Atlanta, James Gunn posted on, on Facebook that Kurt Russell has been confirmed to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. His role has not been confirmed, but right. we pretty much know that he's just going to be Star-Lord's dad. There's a lot of speculation of that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what they've talked about. It so. definitely seems like uh, makes sense. a role for him. I, I mean, I, I have avoided spoilers. I have avoided spoilers, personally. I don't. I know there's been spoilers out there about who his dad is and everything. Uh, even comic book spoilers. I don't want to know who Star-Lord's dad is, because I want to be surprised. They're going to deviate from, from comic books. the comic books. Cool. Yeah, I've heard... I, well, t- now you spoiled that. Now if I hear the comic book It's origins, going to be unique, I'll Matt. Know. So no matter what you hear, it's going to be wrong. Well, anyway. Just... And a while back we announced... Or we... Not announced, but a while back we talked about how um, it was announced that Palm Clementiev has been uh, has been cast in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and nobody really knew what she was going to be, but there was so much speculation that she was going to be Mantis. And in a Facebook comment <laughs> in that thread, <laughs> James Gunn confirmed that she is going to be playing the part of Mantis. So, neat thing about Mantis is she was she's half Vietnamese, half German, and she was, as a baby, left in a Cree shrine. And okay. raised because they thought that she was the celestial Madonna, so they like taught her martial arts, and she has these innate abilities to pick out weak spots in somebody else's physique. So she's another human that was somehow sent off to space. Yeah, she's she's like a, a superhuman infused with Kree extra. Right. See, so, I, I like that they're keeping the Kree thread going because yeah. we know that eventually we're gonna have to lead to Inhumans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. It's all just all connected, man. Yeah, it's it's interconnectivity. Mm-hmm. So, 
not just that, but or not just the Inhumans, but there's also the the Kree influence on Captain Marvel, which right. is going to be coming out in between the Infinity yeah, Wars. Kree, movies. Kree are huge, huge source of power in all in all of these movies. It seems yeah. like that's interesting. I hadn't really considered that. Uh, if you can, if you count Guardians of the Galaxy, like three of the four cosmic characters that are coming are all. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's all it's all Cree based. All the power a whole in the bunch universe of Kree going on. seems to be coming from the Cree. Yeah, but then you know they don't stand up to Thanos. Yeah, Thanos is a bigger deal. But apparently, Thanos is not going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy two, so we're going to be free of that influence. There's not going to be that whole like that guy's bad, but his boss is worse. <laughs> so I'm not really worried about him. We don't have any of that. That's cool. I liked that in the first one. I really was expecting to see some Thanos in this one. I'm uh, I'm not I'm not disappointed because I trust James Gunn. I, I really think they're gonna oh, do something yeah. great with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to the next bit of news that we got, uh, we got some more casting news. The this one actually, I've got a lot to talk about on this one. Cool. Um, the mid season premiere that will be coming up soon for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, It's been announced that in that episode, Natalia Cordova Buckley has been cast as Slingshot, who is an in that's her inhuman code name. Uh, The street name for her is Elena Rodriguez, which the character uh, was in the Secret Warriors team and the Secret Warriors comic. Her, uh, she called herself Yo-Yo Rodriguez because she could travel at super speed and after traveling at super speed would zip right back to the place where she started. So she could do as much as she wanted super speed wise and then have to pop back to where she was and like be just she slingshot. Had yeah. It was part of her power. Like just, she would slingshot back to where she was. Okay, cool. Which is kind of funny. Like, yeah, yeah. You can't get out of that situation. By traveling at super speed, but you can do a lot of stuff from that location. Yeah, interesting. So, Inhuman with super speed, and one of the things that I find interesting, one of the connections that I find interesting is that Elena Rodriguez in the comics is the daughter of John Horton, who, if you don't know who that is, John Horton is the Griffin. You may have remembered me saying... Like, you don't know who the Griffin is, right? Nope, I do not. Okay, I remember saying that on the <laughs> cast at one point. Like, nobody knows who the Griffin is. But John Horton uh, is the Griffin in the 616 universe. And he was just a, a small-time criminal, just a, a lowly, you know, whatever, that got recruited, kind of captured, but recruited to the Secret Empire. The Secret Empire are the guys that we're seeing the Council of Nine in on Agent Carter in Season 2. But he was recruited by the Secret Empire. They got a surgeon to graft wings to his back and uh, claws onto his body, and he was given some like experimental uh, mutation serum, and it eventually mutated him into like a part lion, part eagle, uh, just... A griffin, basically like a man shaped like a humanoid griffin. And like as he is like as he comes close to death and and like is beaten down and then recovers, he generates a bit more power and like mutates a little farther. So he's always trying to push his limits and like fight, you know, people that he shouldn't be able to fight and then get his get the crap kicked out of him and come back stronger. So he's got like slightly increasing super strength anyway because of his mutated form and his mutated genes when he had a child she inherited a mutation as well and that was the super speed so i'm assuming they're probably gonna screw with that a little bit and make it into you know Cree parent or the inhuman lineage right since she's a a super speed inhuman so he could have latent inhumanness and then be changed by the mist into the griffin and then she she's his daughter. Like, that result. could happen. Yeah, that could happen, and I'm really excited to see that because, like, I mean, we know they played with Daisy's father a lot, so yeah, they could absolutely play with uh, Slingshot's father as well, or they might not, or that she might just be like um, she might just be an orphan. Yeah, or, or it's or, entirely or, possible that she could just be the only person that got changed, or 
she's an orphan or she might not even have John Horton Griffin, whatever, as her father anyway. Right. But I like that that connection exists, like with the Secret Empire and Agent yeah, Carter. The fact that they're showing the Secret Empire on Agent Carter definitely bodes well for the idea that that, that could be the case. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I really like that idea. So that could be something to look forward to, maybe. Yeah. I am looking forward. Anyway, and uh, this uh, this past evening, <clears throat> sorry, after the Agent Carter episodes came on, the uh, season three, episode 11, uh, I guess the return episode promo. promo aired last night. Cool. So we could talk about that later yeah, if you want to. Uh, well, let's watch it right now. Okay. And see what's going on. We'll watch it right this second. Man, that looks awesome. That does look like a real good trailer. Yeah. A real good promo. So, uh, a slight spoiler alert for a little bit of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but uh, yeah, we we know last season they had pretty extensively like started exploring the idea of the Inhumans. But we're still just like the idea of them being a thing is still like so in its, in its infancy. We've only met like four, <laughs> and so it's that's well, that's not true uh, of the old school Inhumans that all seem to die on that uh, <laughs> aircraft carrier. Um, they 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 there were a few of those, but ones that we've actually gotten to know, we've met yeah, so like few. Yeah, like new ones, we've yeah. met so few of them. Yeah, so that's exciting. Looks it looked like a lot of powers power usage, which seems to be a. Uh, generally slow on agents of shield yeah like that's what i'm looking forward to is like good mutant battles yeah in human battles yeah not mutant not mutants at all good in mutant battles (laughs) but they're also in mutants it's fine yeah i mean if they're if if they are in humans then they must also be in mutants and in lions and in zebras and that's right they're in animals Mm mm-hmm all all of those things. <laughs> they're in Groots. They're yeah, they're not invertebrates. <laughs> then generally. most of them. Most I mean there might be one with an exoskeleton. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well uh, that looks awesome. Uh I can't wait. It was at two weeks from now? That is March eighth. March eighth. Okay. Yeah. So a couple weeks. That is three weeks from now. Three weeks from now. So we're going to have one week off between We've got, no, Carter. No, we don't. <laughs> what, what happens between next Carter? Next week we got a two-parter. Okay. And then the next week is the last episode. Oh, for some reason I thought next week was the last There's two episodes. There's ten. Okay, so we so got we got two more weeks week of Carter. Next week is eight and nine, and then we have ten. And then we get Agents Chill back. I, I'm enjoying Carter more and more, but... I still think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is better this season. I just miss it. I, I miss Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I want, I want Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. back. Um... I find this to be true of myself, though. <laughs> I realized it back in the day. Uh, whatever show I am watching at the time, I just get sucked in eventually. If if it's good, I'll get sucked in, and I just want to watch that show. And then it takes a break, and it takes me a while to get reacclimated to whatever else I'm watching. Right. Um, back in the day, I tried to watch Buffy and Angel, uh, and I wanted to watch them in sequence. And uh, what a friend recommended was DVD for DVD. So watch a DVD. This was back in the day when physical media was a thing. Um, yeah. Was the, I would watch a DVD of Buffy, and then once Angel in season four got introduced, I started watching a DVD of Buffy and a DVD of Angel. And so four episodes of Buffy, four episodes of Angel. Four episodes of Buffy, four episodes of Angel. And most of the little crossovers they do kind of worked out, so there were no big spoilers for either show. Yeah. If you do it that way, there's like one where it like kind of, oh, something happened that I missed, and you go back and you get it. Uh, but anyway, so so I, I did that, but I found myself, I'd start a DVD, and I would just miss the other show. And then by the end of that DVD, <laughs> I did not want to go back to the other show. I'd be like, I'd wrapped up in the, I'd wrapped up in the Buffy storyline, and then I'd be like, all right, Angel, uh, but now I'm wrapped up in the Angel storyline. I don't want to go watch Buffy. Like I was like trying to power through this like, whatever, 12 seasons of television, and it just kept going back and forth. Oh, it's so good, though. That's so much TV. <laughs> so good, though. It's ridiculous. I'm like, uh, here lately I've been watching Arrow, so I'm about six episodes away from being done with season two. Yeah. And, like, they had the introduction of Barry Allen, and, like, they're doing all the mm-hmm. um, while he's comatose stuff. Yeah. So... I find that once Barry came into Arrow, I was just like, man, I want to go watch Flash now. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait for Flash. Flash, Flash, and Flash is really good. Everyone really loves is. Flash. It, it's not as tailored to my interest as some as as I've Alec Legends of Tomorrow even better so far. But um, 
uh, Flash, everyone loves Flash. I think yeah. you're going to really enjoy Flash. I mean, I've watched season one of Flash already. That was the first one that I watched. I watched that before I finished Arrow. Oh, I got you. So I kind of did it out of order. Yeah. But Hulu doesn't have the beginning of season two up anymore, and I do not want to start in the middle of it. Yeah. Like, I'm very adamantly opposed to oh, yeah. starting in the middle of Don't it. Don't do that. So I'm going to kind of just wait until I can find it somewhere. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's I enjoy the whole Berlantiverse. And uh, now that they have confirmed Supergirl is a part of it, Gotta start watching Supergirl. I have to watch, go watch Supergirl now, yep. uh, like a like the slave to television that I am. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my just for fun shows. You know, I, I I love all the Marvel shows, but I do them. I, I watch them with a lot of intent and like trying to pay attention a lot, a lot close attention to all the connections because I do this podcast. When I watch those DC shows, I'm just like brain dead and watching them while I'm doing other stuff and just enjoying them for the candy that they are for me. Yeah. Cause they're not related to anything else. That's right. Anyway, that's so all the news. That is all of the so it's news. It's about time to go into our spoiler section for this week's agent Carter. Before we do that though, we've got one piece of little, uh, news feedback, quote unquote. You may well know with your profession that, uh, this past weekend was Valentine's day weekend. Right. Relationships are on everybody's mind, um, especially Captain America. Nathaniel Muzzy posted on our, our Facebook a picture that uh, Marvel put onto Captain America's Facebook page that was that Captain America is in a complicated relationship with Iron Man. Yeah, like the face, their Facebook status is complicated relationship. It's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> That's pretty great. Thank you for posting that, Nathaniel. <laughs> That's good. There's no guarantee that I would have come across that on my own. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. It was funny. Um, all right, well, that's uh, all of our non-spoilery feedback. So let's dig into uh, let's dig into some uh, Agent Carter after these uh, messages from us. We are the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe podcast in messages partnership with from our sponsors, aka us. <laughs> yeah, the, the sponsors that are just us. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud, proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Hey, wait. Now yeah? that you mentioned Giant Size Team Up Network... Oh, yeah? There's something going on this weekend. Oh, yeah? You may have heard on our last Jessica Jones episode that there was a big team up going on. That's right. Eight, eight hosts in one episode. Yes. A similar thing will be taking place this weekend... On the topic of Deadpool. Woo! I know other people have, uh, others have mentioned that they want us to talk about Deadpool. Mr. Joe Sanders on Facebook said to us, I know it's not MCU, nor should it ever be, I think. <laughs> but I would love to hear you guys do an episode about Deadpool. Well, sir, you'll get your wish. Yes, we'll be but doing we're going to talk with other people too. That's right. We're going to be doing a big, uh, a big episode about Deadpool. It was great. It I really enjoyed good. Deadpool. Not to spoil our our cast for this weekend, but uh, <laughs> spoiler alert for the podcast. Uh, there's excitement. <laughs> there's a lot of excitement for Deadpool. I, I really think they really just did something cool with the entire uh, superhero genre that hasn't been done before um, and shouldn't be attempted again ever well, by anyone. I, don't I just don't want to to copy it as all. Well. Yeah, well, you know, if if it's the right character, you can do it. But I I think that uh, Deadpool's a very singular character. Absolutely, there's not there's not many like him. Very few fourth wall breaking characters. Uh, very few with the sense of humor that Deadpool has, um, and the ultra violence is yeah, somehow forgivable. Bloodbath against his against his humor. I don't know. It's just it's just 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 a great just a great flick, um, and so. Kudos to Fox. It makes me more excited about the Fox universe because I, I I have a feeling it was very successful. I think it's killing the last X Men movie even like it's oh, yeah. which is crazy. It's rated R. <laughs> it, it made one hundred thirty million. It's opening weekend. I think that's the highest rated R opening. Um, it's the highest superhero movie opening. Rated R superhero movie opening. You mean it's not superhero. Uh, no, it's not a superhero movie right? opening. I'm pretty sure, uh, like things like Avengers and and possibly even Avengers Two have defeated it. Um, but you can look up your box office mojo magic and see, what, see what see what see what see what see what the first four day total. They also had a great four day total because it was President's Day, so they got they they just chose really well. 
Um, I feel bad for Zoolander because I feel like that's probably pretty funny because I like Zoolander, but I haven't seen it yet, and apparently no one else did. Um, so that's <laughs> okay. Bummer. Sorry, it's there have been infographics posted all over the place that it has a really really high opening. It beat uh, Iron Man one, like a right. bunch of the uh, a bunch of Batman movies, um, but it's currently number seven. It's at number seven on opening weekends. Okay. Um, Marvel's The Avengers got number one. Avengers Age of Ultron got number two. Iron Man 3 got number three. Then it was The Dark Knight Rises, The Dark Knight, and Spider-Man 3, then Deadpool. Still, though, to get top ten on an R-rated film sure. is great. I will say, the last few years, you'll notice the vast majority of those movies are from the last four years. So oh, like, yeah. yeah. You, 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 you get... The hype train has been a-rolling. Yeah. The, it, people have to see their... Uh, because of internet and spoilers, and people have to see them on opening weekend these days. And yeah. uh, and I get it, and it's cool. But I will say, it's that's for for Deadpool, I think it's a well-known character among the nerd population, but, like, not a... It's not a household name. It's not a... It's, it's not even an Iron Man, you know? Yeah. Um, not that Iron Man was Iron Man... Yeah. <laughs> in 2008, but he is now. So, um, I mean, I mean, I didn't realize that uh, Marvel held the. I guess I, I guess I didn't realize Marvel holds the record for largest opening, and I don't know, largest, probably largest gross as well with the Avengers movies. But even Iron Man three, Iron Man three beat all the all the Batman movies. That's yep. that's pretty crazy. Yep. To think about, Iron Man three got 174 million opening weekend. Whew. Dark Knight Rises was the highest with 160. It was the it highest was Batman movie with 160. the worst one. Yeah, it was. It was so bad. I, I'm, I'm sorry. It beat the to... Dark Knight by uh, 2 million. Yeah. Dark Knight was pretty good. Dark Knight Rises. That's the funny thing the about... The Avengers got 207. Okay. That's the funny thing about opening weekends, or, or just like sequels. Sorry, opening of sequels. Uh, they're pretty much based on how the how good the last one was. Yeah. Yeah, and so you can have a horrible sequel that does, that does really well because the first one, was the first so one was so good. Like yeah. in that case, the second one was so good, and then the third one was just a train wreck of, uh, yeah, just a train wreck. Well, yeah, the first one just wasn't that great, and then the I like the one first was, one a lot. Well, the second one was okay first, for its time. The first, first one, one was revolutionary. The first, I don't think without uh, that we would have gotten like an Iron Man. Mm, I don't know about all that. I think it's a precursor to that. Like I think it, I don't know it's about the that. it's it was one of the first comic book movies that took the, took it dead seriously that it could be in like a real in the real world. Um, if you go back and look at other Batman movies, they're <laughs> yeah, uh, they're, they're a little ridiculous. They're a little cartoony. Even even the Tim Burton stuff, which is well respected, like uh, it's still a little silly in places. Um, they but the uh, the thing about um, dark the the first Batman Begins. I don't know. I just remember being like, "Whoa, that was like an actual serious movie about Batman." <laughs> yeah. And then I think that spurred on the current. You know what beat uh, Batman slate. Begins in opening weekend? What's that? Batman Forever. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Well, see, and I, that that goes that goes to exactly the point. Like, it's based on <laughs> one the, and two were so good. It's based on the other movies. Yeah, like. The movies before this were so good. Batman's such a cool character we love to see. It doesn't matter how good that movie's going to be. Yeah. And at the time, you have... A, there's not a glut of superhero movies now. It's not like you get your choice of which superhero movie you want to watch. At that point, it was like, that was the one superhero movie that came out that year. <laughs> and years around it. Yeah. And yeah, for, for four or five years, there'd be one superhero movie. Uh, now we have... Four or five, or seven, seven this year. Yeah, that came out in '95. Yeah, we have seven superhero movies coming out this year. This year? This year. Wow. Yeah, it's intense. It really is. Uh, <laughs> so we're, we're and three of them are MCU. Uh, or two? No, two of two them. Of I'm them. sorry, two of them this year. Three next year. Three next year. Oh my god, next year is going to be silly. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Back to our regularly scheduled plugs. Back to our regularly scheduled plugs. So the the plug was this this weekend we will be dropping a Deadpool episode. Uh, and I'm not even sure if it's going to be on our feed or someone else's feed, but one one we'll one share more, the hell out of it. Yeah, one way or the other, we'll let you know where you can hear that Deadpool episode. Um, 
So back to our uh, back to our regularly scheduled plugs. If you'd like to reach out to us, find us at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com. So basically mcucast everywhere you can find us. Uh, or you can call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Leave a voicemail, leave any feedback at any of those places, and we will be getting back to you or playing your stuff on the cast or reading your feedback on the cast. Um, so yeah. Let us know if you have anything to say. Um, but now we're going to go into our spoiler section for Agent Carter. Uh, this week's Agent Carter episodes um, seven and eight. A few of the feedback. Six and seven. Right, you're right. You're right. Six and seven. Um, so, life of the party and monsters. Life of the party and monsters. So we're going to go into our spoiler section in three, two, one. Vernon Masters is a dick. <laughs> like straight up. He he is a dick. He is a dick. Man, the way he treated Sousa. There's so, it's so, there's so much happened. It's so hard to talk about two episodes at once. Um, because so much happened across them. So much happened in both episodes. Um, I love Dottie Underwood, particularly in the first episode tonight. Life of the party. She was the life of the party. Yes, she was. I don't remember her having that strong of a personality in season one. She seemed like just the stoic, sort of like crazy, uh, programmed, almost I wouldn't Russian. Say crazy. I would say just like determined on her one path. Yeah. And just she was going to do that. Yeah. She just, she was just programmed. I mean, like in the end, that's all she was. She yeah. was just a. She was like a Terminator that was just coming after whoever you told her to, uh, whoever uh, Doctor the Doctor Fenoff. told her, Doctor Fenoff told her to, um, and they they, they name drop him in this episode actually, um, but I just thought I, I I didn't get a personality from her. And now that she's free of that and she's being her her own being her own boss, we'll just put it that way. Okay. Um, <laughs> Even Man. though she was being bossed around this whole time. Super interesting, though. Yeah. She's obviously out for herself, though. Even though she's being bossed around, she's out for herself. And the pictures that I posted in, in last week's episodes, like, slideshow, like, all the pictures that you see of her, everything that she, like, every time they freeze on her face for a little bit in this in tonight's episodes, like, every time I see her, she's just got this face of, like, this face on her that's just like, I am batshit crazy. <laughs> like that's all I see from her is that she is just insane. I think she's just a killer without a mission now. Yeah. She's just a killer and a and a really good one. I think uh, she's obsessed with Peggy. Oh yeah, for sure. Like real bad. Peggy took her down. She yeah. didn't think she could be taken down that way. Um and she also respects Peggy. It I really got again uh, not to overplay it, but I got another like Batman Joker vibe from this. That's like fair. they they really tried to make her like silly and like fit. There's that whole. It's a different aspect of the Batman Joker. So I like Marvel's movies much better, but DC that one relationship of the Batman and Joker is so cool. You know, and it and it I feel like it 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 is the. It has the nugget of a lot of these stories of, of a nemesis. Yeah. Um, the the idea that like she's they're a f- reflection of each other, um, and in this this case that's true. Uh, but also they're just one bad day away from being each other. Right. <laughs> that's the third time I've brought up Batman and the Joker. I think this episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that in this case the whole. Not only does she respect Peggy, but she almost considers her a friend. I think uh, Tom Thompson says that in this episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It was Vernon. No, it was Vernon, Vernon Masters. Uh, Vernon you Masters. Think that she's your friend. And and she does. She had that face of like she is my friend. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy woman. But I love it. I love it. I think. Uh, I want to see her. I would love to see her become like almost an anti-hero in this season. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which she's already helping him out, but we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Yeah, and she escaped. Um, you know, I want to say that, like you, when you say that you brought up the the Batman Joker relationship, anytime, anytime people talk about the difference between Marvel and DC, it's like Marvel has great heroes, but DC has incredible villains. True, and that's not one hundred percent accurate because whenever anybody names like great DC villains. They're Batman's rogues gallery. It's right. Every time it's Batman's people that are so great. They're like the Joker. Yeah. I yeah. just feel like DC has Batman and his whole story. Yeah. Like that's what DC has um, that is incredible. Uh, but everything else is a little 
you know. A little eh. A little eh. A little eh. Because, like, no one cares about Zod. No one cares about, uh, what is his name? Mixelplick. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> Mr. Mixelplick. But I'm, honestly, Marvel doesn't have that many great villains. Oh, no, Marvel does not have either. awesome villains. They've got Loki. Well, it, it, we're talking the movies, yeah. Uh, I think Doctor Doom in comics, I, and I think even that is a little silly. You have to do it right. If, if we're going to modernize these things and put them on film, you have to do them right. Um, you have to make them interesting. I think they they made Loki a very interesting character in the Thor movies and the Avengers. They, and it's a lot of Tom Hiddleston. Um, it's a lot of the the directors who who made that happen. Yeah. Um, and, and it's again with 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 Loki. It's the whole connection to the hero that makes him so interesting mm-hmm. it's the fact that he is the like sp- um spiteful brother of your hero you know <laughs> he has he has a different a, a different and interesting motivation compared he's not just a mustache twirler yeah yeah um so uh, i i think dotty is becoming very became a very interesting villain this episode much more, much more complex than I felt like she was in, in season one. So yeah, they it it felt like she was just there. Yeah, it really one. did. They needed a physical presence to to pursue Peggy, and in this one, she actually gets to be a character rather than yeah. I, I almost and when that. they when they showed it to it showed her to us and they like showed her us sitting in the cell. I felt like we were supposed to feel like oh yay, Dottie's back. Yeah. And I and I was just kind of like okay, and then the way the way her personality uh, uh, played out, I was like, oh, she's a different, more interesting character now. I am very excited she's back. <laughs> they expanded on her. All right, I'm okay with this. Yeah, she was great. So uh, before we get too much farther, Joe Sanders said to us on Facebook about last week's episode. He said I really wasn't sold on this new season of Agent Carter until episode five and the assembly of Carter's A team. Badass is all. I need a Rose action figure. <laughs> I do like Rose a lot. Yeah, they should they should, they should create an action figure. Um, I want I want a pop vinyl. Yeah, uh, a you do. Bobblehead. And that's the kind of figures I've I have been collecting. I know everyone is. I know it's like a thing. Uh, but I've just got tons of those little pop yeah, vinyls. They're the new Pogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did have some Pogs when I was. Yeah, a kid. you did. Yeah, you know you did. Of course I did. <laughs> Um, I had a bunch too. <laughs> I had a uh, I had a canister that was a uh, a spaceship, like a rocket ship, right? And it was it was just full. Like I unscrew the top of it, like where the where the astronauts would sit, and flip it over, and just like lift it up off of it. And my slammer was at the top. Nice. It was just it was good. Nice. I, I, I bought Pogs. I thought they were cool, and really, I don't think I ever played. So I wasn't I was an actual player. I do love collectible things that you can play with. Yeah. Um and and collectible card games is is an obvious uh extension of that. I I I liked Magic a lot growing up. I really liked uh, a few other collectible card games I did. Um more recently though, I just I hated the concept of the kid with the most wins. So more recently I've been into deck building games, but I've still, there's still the collecting aspect. I got Dominion, which is a deck building game, and I bought like 12 expansion packs for it. (laughs) And then I got Legendary. The collecting that you do is the the expansions. Exactly. The Legendary, which is a Marvel deck building game. Great for all you Marvel fans out there. Oh, yeah. Great deck building game. But I think I have like seven expansions for that now. The only expansion that I don't have for it is the Fantastic Four one and the villain space game. Yeah, I don't have those either. Yep. And the Fantastic Four expansion is like $200 right now. Really? Yeah, it's Is it just rare? I guess so. Because it's only like four. It's very small. Yeah, it's tiny. It's not not a big... uh, It's It's one of those like would have been $17 expansions. Yeah, that's crazy. It must must have gotten... You know, I almost bought it when it was $14. I thought about it. I I did, and then I didn't. I was like, I'm only going to buy the ones I really like. So I bought like Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man... Things that I really, the characters I cared about, yeah, and I don't really care about Fantastic Four at this point. Um, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, what what other feedback we got for for this year, Agent Carter? Uh, Brian Bilsman said to us on Facebook, <clears throat> to Matt's point about people not having feedback as much for Agent Carter. I've been watching Agent Carter, just haven't really had much to talk about. I feel like with Agent Carter, there's not really a huge storyline to deal with. I feel like the stuff that happens on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has a bigger effect on the universe since it is in current time. 
Anyway, I'm still listening to all the Agent Carter podcasts and enjoying them. Exclamation mark. Oh, well, thank you, Brian. Glad to, glad to hear you're still out there listening. Um, yeah, I, I definitely see his point that while these are enjoyable, I don't feel as driven or as, um, I don't know, as intrigued by them. And part of it is the fact that they're a prequel and set in the past and yeah. we know where certain characters are going like and what's Everything's going to work out. It's okay. Yeah, it's almost like, I mean, it's prequel. It's the, it's the, it's the prequel problem. I really do love all the characters and all of their, you know, <laughs> Jarvis is really funny. I'm finding myself laughing and enjoying myself and even, like, you know, feeling for the characters when they go through things. Yeah, you feel really bad for Wilkes most of the time. It's kind of like this weird mystery of, like, okay, I know how it ends. I know how it's starting, but, like, who's going to end up in which place? Who's she going to marry? Who's she this, that, that? So yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of strange. Um, did you get a sense that Wilkes might flip to the dark side? Maybe not the full-on dark side, but, like, he might actually join her in her quest. I, what I foresee happening because of what I feel he is doing is that he will like, he's being drawn to this, to this like fissure in reality is what it looks like. Yeah. What I think is going to end up happening is that he's going to take Whitney Frost with him into that fissure to get like, to take her out of this world and, and make sure that she doesn't destroy everything. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just think, um, I could see him. I felt like he was almost convinced by her uh, little little uh, well, story she was telling. Yeah, he's got and the she curiosity. is too. And he and he's a panicked man on the edge of worse than death, as he calls it. Yeah, like what's worse than death? What's beyond that? Yeah. Like what is he so afraid of? Because it seems like he's seen something that he's being drawn toward, and he's scared of it. Yeah, I mean, it looked pretty scary. Yeah, I mean, it looked. I wouldn't want to be drawn into that It looked like a black version, not like black like him, but like it looked <laughs> like a, a a dark version of um, the realm that Frodo goes into in Lord right. of the Rings. Right, yeah, it really did. And the eye is there, the but eye. it's the fissure. Yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> what it. It's exactly what it reminded me of. I was like, are we are we in Tolkien verse right now? Lord knows I am. <laughs> what? Um, yes. Uh, so so yeah, I think I think I think he, he's going interesting places. I I think next episode we might see him flip to the dark side. I do, at least a little. He might help with Whitney Frost. Something. Um, I like uh, Marco Margo on Twitter says, "Nice shout out to a Palladium Core," which I like a lot. Is he working on a Palladium Core? <laughs> Why? Yes, he is. Yes, he is, and Stark will later, or uh, Tony will later, miniaturize that palladium core to power his suit. Woo! Put in his chest and poison himself. Yeah, with there's it. that, there's that deep continuity. Palladium in the chest. We love it. Painful way to go, or no, painful mm. way to die. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, Noel on uh, Twitter, on the Twitter, uh, responding to our comments on how Peggy and Sharon are related. She says, at MCU cast, Peggy has to be her great aunt, at least. People in their 20s now had great-grandparents in World War II. In my family, that's the case. Yeah, a lot of it depends on how young your family has kids, because it's surprising how fast, you know, someone has their kids when they're 20 versus someone having their kids in the 30. That's two generations can expand over what another family has over three generations, you know? (laughs) So it's it's, it's a... but yes, we we I think we agree with you. I think that's exactly the the uh, result we came to last week. After all of our, it's the route they're going to take. Hemming and hawing and going around. I don't think she. <laughs> I don't think she can be her aunt. I don't think, but her natural aunt anyway. Yeah, unless she froze her eggs. Maybe she's a clone. No. 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 Maybe she's like a not identical clone, a paternal clone. <laughs> Sorry, it's a twin joke, you know? It's a dumb joke is what it was. <laughs> but I like the uh, I like the theory of the test tube baby. Yeah. That's a good one. Could be. Could be. So what 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 resonated most with you on this episode? What was the I like big takeaways. I like the big um 
the forties science of it. Yeah. Like <laughs> you get you get Wilkes directing Anna on how to coil little bits of copper around things. And then by the end of the episode, they've got this big, like, huge, like, larger than a person, completely copper contraption right. going. <laughs> and you're like, where did that come? She did a lot. Yeah, she wound a lot of Holy copper. Holy crap. And it's like he walks into it, they give him a little bit of the stuff, and then, bam, he's he's completely tangible and hungry, obviously. But... Like, he's completely tangible now, and as long as he stays in his little box, he's fine. And it's so 40s. It is. It is. I love the little box. I would. I think I would have made that box a little bigger yeah, if I were him. probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, I should have expanded this a little. Maybe I should make a house out of this. Yeah. Um, I suppose it's a, uh, it's a part-time measure, but I, yeah. I immediately see him in that little box, and I'm thinking, okay, you're eating, which means you go to the bathroom. Um. Also, sleeping could be a problem. Yeah, because <laughs> like, it doesn't look big enough for him to lay down in. No, no, definitely not. Like, maybe if they slid... Because <laughs> it was symmetrical on both sides. Or it was symmetrical, like, front to back to where they could slide the table in, right? If they slid a, a bed, like a cot type thing, in across it, he could lay on top of that and have his head poking out one side and his feet out the other. Yeah. It'd be feet, really uncomfortable. Feet and head become intangible? Wouldn't that... <laughs> No, he stepped problem? outside of it for a little bit when uh, oh, yeah, he can, was there. He, he, can be, he can be outside of it for a moment, but we don't know how long is what they said. Yeah, but also he did uh, absorb a bit of her... Um, yeah, which was very her cool. Her zero matter. Very cool. And of course, the big the big moment at the end of this episode, or these two episodes, was uh, <gasps> Anna getting shot. Sorry. I just thought about something. What's yes, that? Anna being shot is a big that thing. That was insane. Uh, she, I'm officially not on board with Ms. Frost anymore. So far, she's only really killed bad guys, and she just she's. I kind of felt for her, and, yeah. and she did seem to shoot on a non-lethally. It looked like it was the same spot that Agent Carter got yeah. run through. You know, she's really good at hurting people right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna wound you right in, in the that hip. specific spot. Yep. But uh, the thing that I just had this great realization over is whenever Wilkes takes in Zero Matter and, like, he absorbs it, his eyes go black. And the first time he did it, he knew the location of more of the Zero Matter, like, of the... Yeah, that's true. ...the body. What if he also saw where he's being pulled toward, like, where he's being drawn, like, the, the source of the Zero Matter... And that's what terrifies him is that he's seen it at least once with that. Hmm. That could be the thing that's worse than death yeah. that he's seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he definitely he gained knowledge the first time. And he's done it a couple of times since then. So uh, we don't know what knowledge he is, he is gaining. Um, he also had a hunger to be closer to the Zero Matter before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I see him possibly flipping or like making some poor decisions in this next episode. <laughs> taking her with him. I, a, I just, I really, I'm really on board with the taking her with him kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that could be neat. I think that's what's going to happen. All right. I like, I like the, I like the call. I like the call. Point at the, point at the left field fence or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Babe Ruth style. That's what I do. Uh, I watch, I'm going to strike out. A lot of people forget that Babe Ruth was also the highest strikeout member. Or, like, he was the person that struck out the most. Really? In that season. Yeah. Interesting. Just when he hit it, he it, hit it far. Yeah. When he hit it, it was a home run. But he didn't hit it often. Huh. He did hit a lot of home runs. Interesting. I've never heard that. Yeah. Yeah. It anyway. seems like there would be a guy who's just bad in general. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like it seemed like there there'd be a guy who didn't hit home runs who also is just well, real like, bad at hitting the ball. How many like phenomenal baseball players are there? There's like most of the Yankees team now. And I then, have like, no idea about baseball. Well, no, like there's been like you've heard about like there's Cy Young, there's you know Mickey Mantle, there's Jeter. You know, there's there's these few guys like there's this one guy every season that's just phenomenal, right? And then how many baseball players are there? Like each team has at least twenty five exactly. players. Exactly. So it so surprises me. There's a whole me. lot of like 
mediocre guy. Surprises me that he struck out a lot because, or more uh, the most. That that he, would be. Surprising. He just had more opportunity to. Well, because you got all these guys on the bench that aren't playing. Right. So they're not doing much. I don't know how baseball works. They don't have a whole lot of opportunity to swing and miss. Right. If he's on, if he's at bat all the time, then he I gets they all had the to go attention. Through the whole batting roster, though. Anyway, no, no, they don't. I know nothing about baseball or sports in general. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. This is a Marvel. Stop Cinematic making Universe sports podcast. analogies. I don't appreciate it. I was on Seth Everett's podcast. He rubbed off on me. Nope. Don't do that. Not that there's anything wrong with Seth Everett. Just don't don't ever bring up sports again. Just oh, kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's going to listen, and he's going to be mad at you. He's not going to want to be your friend anymore. That's, but Seth. <laughs> but Seth, no. Come back. Okay. So. Uh, we got uh, Anna being shot. Anna being shot was a big deal. We got Wilkes kidnapped. We got Dottie escaping. Like, everything ended on such a down... Like, literally everything went wrong Yeah. at the end of this last episode uh, for Agent Carter. She ripped her stitches open. Mm-hmm. Sousa gets kicked out and replaced by... Um, Vernon Masters. Vernon Masters. Red. Yeah. I was like, Red. Red's fine. His, his name is Red. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's huge. And then there's Whitney is the head of... Seems like she's now the head of the mafia and the head of... Not necessarily. She's the head of the this uh, Council of Nine, yeah. which is now the Council of Four. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Head of, she's the head of that council. Also has strong ties to this mobster, whom I love. By the way, I love that actor. Yeah, Mr. Monfredi, Joseph, yeah. as she calls him. Yeah, love love that actor. He's great. Um, it, it's it's been it's been cool to see him acting. That this role fits him really well. Like yeah. he's playing that '40s mobster, kind of over the top and sort of silly. I really like that <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Miss Frost, Vern, no. More for me. I don't even know what he wanted. It was it was a drink. Yeah, and he's no just idea. like, "All right, it's cool. I'll take it." It's good stuff. <sighs> so I thought it was kind of ironic that um, the people that she spared from the Council of Nine were the people that were not mentioned to Jarvis, or no, were not mentioned to um, Chief, uh, Chief Thompson by Vernon, because like Vernon was in the room saying like that guy does the the thing he owns all the papers in that area and that guy he does that the rock swan oil company thing like that guy does that thing like he mentioned a few specific people and then just stopped and then council of nine comes in Whitney frost comes in and takes out the ones that were not talked about right like, yeah they're, oh, they're all characters without any stake in their, in their lives yeah, at all those characters that didn't matter at all it would it would have been more impactful i think if they had killed a character like uh the head of rocks on oil who we've who yeah. we've dealt with over and over and, and if he died in that moment and the guy that she that said to her like i i'm really excited to see where we go under your leadership it would have been great if she had been like yeah i don't trust you because of that absorbed and, right yeah and it would have had a whole lot more like weight to it rather than just like oh there's four random guys gone mm-hmm. where and are these people going now are they just she can dying? do this with her hands are they just dying are they getting sent somewhere we I just don't, don't know, know. Just i don't, don't know. know what if she is the monolith <laughs> no she's not it's been around too long yeah it's true <laughs> that's crazy though what is she doing? No idea. No idea. And why does every effect on Agent Shield and Agent Why does every effect in the Marvel Cinematic Universe look like Venom? Why? <laughs> All this black <laughs> liquid. Well, the thing that's happening to uh, to Grant Ward doesn't look like it's um Venom. He's got like a purple thing on well, his He just looks chest. dead. Yeah, he does look very dead. Yeah, I think he is dead. <laughs> Technically, yes. Spoiler oh, spoiler alert. God, why did I not see that before? It looked like I was thinking it looked like some weird pattern on his chest. That's his ribs. No, that's where Phil crushed his sternum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You also <laughs> see his ribs real clearly. Yeah. Looks gross. It does look so gross. I love it. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> no good. No good. For those of you who aren't aware of what we're talking about, we're talking about the promo for season three, episode eleven of yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which we spoke about a little earlier. Yeah. It shows his chest and whatnot. 
I want to see this season end with the like. I want Hydra. creation of Shield. I do too. I want creation of Shield sooner than later. Mostly because I'm worried about whether or not there's going to be a season three. Yeah, because she was cast in a pilot, and now everybody's worried that Agents of Sh- or sorry, Agent Carter is not going to be renewed, and that those schedules won't work out. And like, if you look at um, there's a site that's like ABC's cancel or like watch or cancel list or something like that. Right. And there are shows that are on there that are like definitely going to be canceled, definitely going to be canceled. Then there's agent Carter has like two frowny faces beside it. Yeah. And it's like likely to be canceled before May 5th or something like that or May Mm. 25th or whatever. Well, I I find myself, I said last week, I didn't, you know, some of these shows are going to have to end at some point. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind if this was one of them. Uh, but I, I do. I the more I watch it, the more I'm excited to see the next episode. Yeah, like I'm. I like that it's a, a kind of a separation from the norm of being like in the, the today's world with all these sure. crazy gadgets. Like they have to rely on silly looking costumes, and I love that she went into another disguise in this episode. Yeah, it was great. I thought I thought Dottie was awesome this episode. One thing that's strange about this um, episode is that. Agent Carter got run through last episode, so we don't see Agent Carter fight at all. <laughs> yeah. Which is a rarity. Normally she has kicked some ass. And so I think it's cool that they brought in Dottie to kick some ass instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and Dottie uh, did that like crazy kick where she like roundhouse kicked that guy into the wall that I thought was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. And then I just, I like seeing her being able to fight in a dress like that. Yeah. Like I She looked very Victorian to me in this episode <laughs> once she put that dress on. I liked it. She's yeah. a really pretty lady. She is a pretty lady. She also looks crazy, but that's the character. Yeah. Deliberately crazy. Yeah. There you go. Um <laughs> Yeah. Thought thought it was thought it was great. Great uh, great episode tonight. Um excited to see where they go with all these little threads they're dropping. Um surely Agent Carter's gonna pick Sousa, right? You would think so. What I think actually, what I think again, what you think Wilkes is going? I think to Wilkes like, is going, going to sacrifice by. himself, and then that'll make her decision easier. Yeah, or what if Susan sacrifices himself? She's got this little love triangle going on. Yeah, I thought that whole that whole scene was interesting, um, given the the uh, the gender politics of the time. Uh, she's so. I mean, people are still sensitive to being like leading leading two people on or something but like yeah it, it was very like she's very defensive to jarvis <laughs> I'm, yeah i'm not some chippy who's intentionally doing this it just happened <laughs> and he, he says it seems you've got yourself in a bit of a sticky wicket she's <laughs> just, like, oh what a sticky what <laughs> I, I also really liked um oh gosh what did he say that was so funny and you blushed. She's like, it seems that you've gone from a real famine to feast <laughs> with the uh, re- uh, whatever good suitors, possible suitors or whatever. I can't remember what term it was. But yeah, I just like the uh, going from feast, famine to feast. And she has. Because I like Wilkes a lot, but he's, I mean, Suze is my boy. He's got, that, he's got that face. I have a feeling she's going to choose Wilkes just because Sousa just lost his fiance because of her. And it would be like a real dramatic thing if they don't end up together and he lost lost his relationship because of her. And then, you know, say it jumps forward a couple more years and he's still unmarried and still like pining for her and she's with him. Makes Sousa, <laughs> makes Sousa a he's romantically tragic character. He's in the character. bottom of a bottle just yeah. all the time. Mm. Trying to cope. He looked pretty rough this episode when he showed up. Yeah, he did. Uh, and I guess because he lost his fiance, um, pretty uh, and probably didn't sleep. Yeah, his hair was all crazy. He looked real tired. Come on, Sousa, you got this. I believe in you, Sousa. You have to have positivity because if you're not confident, they're not confident in you. <laughs> it's true. Right. All right. Tony. They smell fear, man. You're talking about women? Yeah. All right. They smell fear. It's true. They smell fear. <laughs> they feed on it. 
<laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> that made it much worse. Yeah. Um. The uh, the thoughts and opinions of Jeff Randall are not the thoughts and opinions of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. That's very true. Women do not feed on fear, <laughs> unless they do. Anyone, yeah. Anyone can feed on fear. Sure. It's not just women. <laughs> Say like that's a stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> We're fighting stereotypes here on the fighting Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's podcast. not just women who feed on fear. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Matt is also quite the purveyor. <laughs> Unfortunately, Matt feeds on his own fear, which is even more terrifying. Yeah, it's real tricky. It's real sticky wicket. <laughs> I don't think that applies. Mm. I don't think that term. You can't make that term apply in the same way. I think it, you I can't think just it throw it around. All right. Well, I I enjoyed this week's episode. I'm excited to see what happens next week. Both episodes. Both week. episodes. We got two more. Two more episodes next week, which is awesome. It's awesome, but it's so hard to keep track of. Like, do we want to separate it? Do we want to talk about one individually? You can't talk about one individually because they both came on at the same time. We've got to talk about all of it. Yeah, it's a lot to talk about at one time, and I feel as though it's hard for us to keep up Yeah, uh, when we just watch two episodes. And also, I think we get a little brain fried after two episodes and then podcasting. <laughs> I'm also really tired tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I haven't been sleeping very much lately. Hmm. Like four, four and a half hours per night, generally. Mm. And then, like, last night I slept for seven hours. I woke up. I was like, what day is it? (laughs) And then I still felt like I was exhausted. What day is it after that normal amount of sleep I just had? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, guys, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. It's really great hanging out with you guys. Um, We're looking forward to coming back next week with your news. And we'll be talking about episodes eight and nine of Agent Carter. And the Daredevil trailer part two. Oh, Daredevil trailer part two. That's And before great. then, we're going to have a Deadpool cast with the Giants oh, yeah. team-up network. Woo! So that's exciting. Well, if, if we end up just doing the Deadpool cast with them on a different feed, we'll at least drop something in this feed to let you know where to go to. Oh, yeah. I'm going to share the hell out of it. Yeah. It's going to be shared on 45 Magazine site. It's going to be shared on Twitter. It's going to be on Facebook. I'll make an Instagram account to take a picture of the link. <laughs> whatever I got to do. Uh, cool. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. We, we like Deadpool. It was good. It was fun. All right. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you next week. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.